Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Thursday, October 12, 2023. Stand up for your country. So this Hamas terror attack obviously dominating the news for the past week. And the implications of it, the unintended consequences of it, are going to be huge throughout the rest of this year and perhaps into next. Um, the murders of children will do that. And Hamas did slaughter children. There are pictures of it. I'm not going to show the pictures on the No Spin News. You want to see them. They're on the internet. But there's no doubt about it. That these savages went in uh, to a kibbutz. They beheaded little children. And once you get into that zone, there's no coming back. And that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So this is 9-11 repeated, the Hamas attack. Um, and the world is processing it. A new Fox poll shows 68% of Americans support Israel in the conflict. 32% do not. Well, who are those people? How could you not support Israel when Hamas is a terror group already designated? They attack and they behead little children. I mean, who are these 32%? So they are almost all progressive leftists with some right-wing isolationists. That right-wing isolation group is small. The progressive left is not. So one of the leaders of the progressive left is Bernie Sanders. And here's the statement he put out. Quote, the targeting of civilians is a war crime no matter who does it. Israel's blanket denial of food, water, and other necessities to Gaza is a serious violation 
of international law will do nothing but harm innocent civilians. But we must also insist on restraint from Israeli forces attacking Gaza, work to secure U.N. humanitarian access. Let us not forget that half of the two million people in Gaza are children. Children and innocent people do not deserve to be punished for the acts of Hamas. Bernie Sanders, October 11. Okay, so that is ridiculous. And Bernie Sanders is Jewish. He knows it's ridiculous, but he can't go against his progressive belief system. Israel is warning the people of Gaza to get out, okay, particularly of the cities. Get out. They're warning them. Israel is going to dismantle Gaza. It has to, because if it doesn't, then Hamas will do this again and again and again, because it's going on for decades. So Israel is going to go in with its military. They're not going to behead babies. They're not going to do that. But there is going to be rockets and air and all that, and innocent civilians are going to die, which is exactly what Hamas wants. Hamas wants innocent civilians in Gaza to die. They don't care about life. And then the Hamas people will show the pictures to the press, and it'll be always, look at what Israel's doing. We all know what this is. This is a, a horrendous, bloody game. That's what this is. So Bernie Sanders, I mean, I don't even listen to the man anymore. He's so far out there. Israel has a right to defend itself, and at this point in history, its defense is we're going to destroy Hamas once and for all. Would you argue with that? Hamas controls Gaza. Gaza is not a country. It's a terrorist state controlled by terrorists. So Israel said, all right, we gave you the land, and now this is what you're going to do, so you're done. We're going to get rid of you. We're going to kill all the leadership. And by the way, the big leaders in Hamas, they're already in Iran. They're already gone. They're not there. So they'll get low-level commanders, but they'll clear out the infrastructure. Yes, there's going to be a denial of power, food and water. There's going to have to be refugee camps, uh, all of that. That will happen. But if you're the leadership of Israel, you don't have any choice. You got to take them out. You have to. So when I hear this kind of stuff, and then there are the stupid people like the Harvard groups, then we reported on this. I'm not going to go over it again, but there is a substantial minority at Harvard, at Columbia, at every Ivy League school, University of Pennsylvania, that hates Israel because that's a progressive tenet. Israel is a fascist nation. Always been that way. Ever since post-World War II, Harry Truman allowing the Jews to set up a government in Palestine. Palestine is not a country. It's a territory. Okay? And after World War II, the allies, the victors, said, you know, the Jews need a place to go because six million of them were burned to death. They need a place to go. And since that's the holy land for Christians, Jews, and Muslims, that's where the Jews went. Okay. Is that unreasonable? I don't think so. Now, have... And I'm going to read a letter at the end of the program uh, uh, from somebody who doesn't like Israel, and I'll explain the history, the history of it. But Israel is not totally innocent. They have done bad things. That country has done bad things, but not nearly close. There's no equivalency at all. If Israel had its way, Arabs would live side by side as they are 
in the country of Israel without any brutality. Okay, you're never going to convince people who hate you not to hate you. It's impossible. Okay, so um, the progressive movement is, that's why you're seeing all of this insanity. They're not going to ever stop saying that Israel is a fascist country, ever. Now, on the press front is a fascinating story. I wrote about it in a message of the day on BillOReilly.com. Once again, I implore you in the morning, go to BillOReilly.com, read my message. It's free. You don't have to join anything. So there are two competing news agencies that say Iran is responsible for the Hamas thing and Iran is not. Now, this is a clear cut. Somebody's wrong. So on October 8th, the Wall Street Journal wrote, quote, Israel has carried out dozens of retaliatory strikes on targets in Gaza after an attack by Hamas left over 1,200 people dead. That number is much higher now. Iranian security officials helped Hamas plan the assault for several weeks. Wall Street Journal's Shanedi Race and Dove Lieber report from Tel Aviv, unquote. Okay. I believe that report based upon what I know, and I wrote the preeminent terrorism book, Killing the Killers. I wrote it. I researched it with Martin Dugard. Okay. So yesterday, um, CNN comes out and says this. Go. We are told that preliminary... U.S. intelligence uh, suggests that Iran uh, did not play a direct role and that the Iranian government was not involved uh, as such. Okay, so that's directly opposite. I'll find out what happened. Going to take me a while. All right. But one of these agencies. Obviously, desperately wrong. Now, the Biden administration does not want confrontation with Iran. It took it on the chin with the $6 billion hostage swap. Many Americans did not like that. Okay? It doesn't want trouble. It is much softer on Iran than Trump was. That is a fact. There's no two sides to that story. But Biden has supported Israel. He has. And what else are you going to say? Biden has supported Israel. But he's softer on Iran than Trump was. Here's what the guy is pretty much running the show, John Kirby, is saying. Go. Because of the longstanding support to Hamas, Hamas wouldn't have been able to function at all had it not been for propping up by the Iranian regime. But we haven't seen any specific evidence uh, that tells us they were uh, witting, involved in the planning, uh, or uh, involved in the resourcing and, uh, and the training that went into this very complex set of attacks over the weekend. Okay, so I don't have a beef right now that I'm going to bring to you about the Biden administration. I am going to say that I believe Iran is behind this, and we went over it yesterday. Hamas has no capacity to make arms or do anything like that. No capacity whatsoever. They have to be given the rockets and the lethal weapons to kill the Jews. If Russia or China, both of whom would do it, were doing that, we would know. But it's much harder to get intel out of Iran than it is out of Russia or China. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. 
That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe, download now the truth. Okay, so I want another perspective on this from another point of view. Uh, I asked Bernie Goldberg to step up. He joins us from North Carolina. Obviously, you know that Mr. Goldberg is a Jewish American, and he's a purveyor of a very, very good website called BernardGoldberg.com. We regularly visit that website. Um, And he can analyze this from a geopolitical point of view because he's been, I don't know, what do you want, 85 Emmys or something? You've been all over the world. You know what you're doing. And then from a uh, media standpoint as well. So let's start with the geopolitics. You yourself, as a Jewish American, how do you feel today? Well, this wasn't a 9-11. This was, as Tony Blinken said, 10 9-11s. If you compare the Jewish population to the U.S. population, this would have been equivalent of 40,000 Americans killed in one day. We're going to start to hear from liberals, not the crazy left, not the radical left. They don't, as you correctly said, Bill, they never liked Israel. I'm talking about, you will start to hear from the mainstream liberals that this was, if Israel goes into Gaza and civilians are killed, as they will be, that Israel is acting disproportionately. You'll hear that word, disproportionately. You'll even hear more about how Israel is violating international law. What is a proportional response to killing the equivalent of 40,000 people? if it were in the United States. Is there any? Yeah, Israel should act disproportionately. And and I hope we would act disproportionately if 40,000 Americans were killed in one day. So let, let me make one other point before we move on. Bernie Sanders, you say, is Jewish. Yeah, he was born Jewish. But there are progressive Jewish people for whom Judaism is not their religion. Liberalism is their religion. Progressivism is their religion. Bernie Sanders is one of those people. And and the Harvard idiots, as you mentioned, they are only proof that you can go to Harvard and still be a dummy because that's what they are. Yeah, they don't know uh, what they're talking about over there. In the days forward, I always want to advance the story. You're going to have Israel going in and you're going to see story after story after story about the suffering of the Palestinian people in Gaza. Exactly. Because that's going to happen. You're going to see it every day, every way. I remember back in 9-11 that Guantanamo Bay was a huge story. Remember that? And we had the left bleeding hearts over Guantanamo Bay. I would have done exactly the same thing as Bush did. I would have put them right in Guantanamo Bay. Would I have waterboarded them? Probably not. But I would have deprived them of a lot of things so that they would talk. And that whole CIA campaign was fairly successful. And again, I hearken back to killing the killers. We got them. We got Al-Qaeda and later we got ISIS and we dismantled them. You cannot do that by having the UN Humanitarian Commission come in. All right. It's not happening. So I know what Israel is going to do. And I support it because that's the only thing they can do at this point in history. How do you see that? 
I think you're absolutely right. And that's going forward. That's going to be the issue. We are going to, civilians are going to be killed. Children, innocent civilian children in Palestine, in Gaza, are going to be killed. And that's how Hamas wants it. Right. They know the power of images. They know the power, the, the public relations power of parading a dead seven-year-old girl, let's say, through Gaza City. And, and the cameras will be on it. And that's when the near universal support for Israel, again, forget about the radical left, the near universal support, including liberal support for Israel, that's when it's going to begin to shatter. That's when you're going to begin to hear words, as I said before, about Israel's overreacting. They right. don't need to do this. Or, and, or, or bolstering the, the Harvard students that it's a fascist nation. So let's segue from that because everybody knows what is likely to happen in the future about the media. So in the beginning of all this, MSNBC was the pro-Palestinian network. Okay. They paraded on a bunch of people that said, oh, Israel is bad and Palestinians are, you know, blah, 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 blah. You saw it. And the JDL, Jewish Defense League, went after them. NBC, Comcast, huge yeah. corporation. JDL yeah. went after them, warned yeah. them, warned them. And then it stopped. Comcast, NBC stopped it, correct? That, that, yeah, except for the fact that it's the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League went after uh, I think the JDL did too. I saw a letter the JDL wrote. All right, but let's just say they the had, Jewish they had, organizations right. they had went after meetings. them. They had private meetings with the big wigs at MSNBC, as I understand it. And in, in the flash of uh, uh, the blink of an eye, NBC came around. Right. To now, and I've watched it recently. They're doing okay. You know, here's the thing. I wrote a book years ago called Bias, about liberal bias in the media. And I hope, I, I, I know I wait, got some credibility with you, Bill, and I hope I earned some credibility with the people in your audience. Because now I'm gonna say that by and large, even the liberal media is getting this story right. There's a, there's a pro-Israeli slant to the stories as well, it should. Well, they have to though. They have to, because, uh, the as I said, almost 70% of Americans are siding yeah, with Israel right, now. Right, they right. have to. You sign yeah. your death warrant if you're not going to um, basically be fair in, in your analysis of this. But I, the point I wanted to make is that all of these networks are directed by corporations. They are told what to do and say. Right. We saw that with Fox News on the lawsuit that they lost. Every single one of them. Gone are the days when Bernie Goldberg and Bill O'Reilly, both at CBS News at the same time, you were much more successful than I was, okay? But gone are the days when you have those kinds of people employed by the corporate media. They're, it's over. No, you're right. They, the, the marching orders come down from the top. Yep. And, and you have a choice. Follow the marching orders or, or, or lose you're your done. Choice. You're out. Yeah. Right. Okay, and, and that, that is true. All right. You made, you made an interesting point, Bill, about 70% of the people support Israel, therefore the media is going to support it. Very interesting, very accurate point. My question is, what happens when that 70% goes down to 50% or 40% because of the images that were 
we're going to see put out by Hamas and the international media of, again, children being paraded through Gaza City who are dead. What happens when that support comes down? Will the coverage, will the news coverage of those events start to slant against Israel? I think that's a distinct possibility. At MSNBC it is. I don't think CNN, and I know Fox wouldn't do it. Um, one, one more media question, and then we'll get into your new column there I want everybody to read on BernardGoldberg.com. So Biden's going to sit for a 60-minute interview, probably doing it now, latest tomorrow morning, and he doesn't like to get up early, uh, about this whole thing. Now, with a tough interviewer like you or me, Biden would be in some danger because of his history and the way he handled Afghanistan, a neighbor to Iran, the prisoner swap thing, he'd be in, he'd be in some jeopardy. I'm not sure that 60 Minutes is going to bring it on Joe Biden. And again, I'm guessing. What do you think? I, I think you're, you may be onto something is what I think. So you I don't mean, think it's going to be a tough interview? I, I mean, I don't know. I want to be fair. I don't know. Okay, but, because I remember I, Steve I Croft with Barack Obama. Right, right. He, he I, was Obama's go-to guy. And exactly. Croft, was, Croft was light on him. He was light on him. No, no question. Let's okay. put it this way. And I'm not trying to flatter you, Bill, because personally, you know, I wouldn't do that. Uh, I don't think it would be the same interview if you did it. Let's put it that way. No, that's for sure. Okay, so you write a column that says Biden is so bad in his job. It's essentially, I'm just describing a column, that this is going to have huge ramifications for the entire Democratic Party. Just explain your point of view there for us. Yeah, it starts out with the idea that James Carville famously said, it's the economy stupid. Well, he didn't say it's only the economy stupid. It's, a, it's always the economy, but it's always something else. And in this case, the something else, I think, has great potential for bringing down Biden or whoever the Democratic nominee is. The something else is on the southern border. That alone could bring down Joe Biden. That alone is such a mess that Biden could be finished because of it. There's also crime, which is which is not which is not Joe Biden's fault. He's not a mayor, but Democratic progressive DAs uh, are, are not prosecuting these people to, to a lesser extent. And this never shows up in the polls. There's this crazy gender thing. Uh, one person is never a they no matter what the progressive activists tell us. When you see a, 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 a transgender woman swimmer who was mediocre at best when he was a man, now he's beating all these young women, you just know that's wrong. So I ended the column by saying, it's not only the economy stupid, this time around, it's about Joe Biden and where the country has gone since he became president, stupid. And I think that's going to be the big, big issue for Democrats. Where has the country gone since Joe Biden became president? And well, it's gone. You know, everybody knows it is it is gone down and is far weaker. But here's the problem. And this is a problem for you, Bernie Goldberg. If the election were held tomorrow, it would be Trump versus Biden. And you don't like Trump. And there's tens of millions of Americans who agree absolutely with you. 
you think he's out of control, he's undisciplined, he's whatever it may be. All right. So if you do have a Trump who ran his administration fairly well on a case by case policy basis against the second worst president in our history, Joe Biden, but you hate Trump for what he not stands for, but the way he behaves. What do you do? Do you vote for RFK? No, it, it, I don't hate Trump. Look, first of all, I, I, I don't think he acts the way a United States president should behave. That's what I think. Okay. So I, I'm, I've never argued against his policies. But I think the, the idea that it has to be Trump versus Biden, first of all, on, on the Republican side, there are several other candidates. They're not going to do it, Bernie. They're not not going to do it. Hold on. I am not saying they're going to win, but you asked me, what do you do? Those were your words. What do you do? You could vote for Nikki Haley. You could vote for Ron DeSantis. Yeah, in the primaries, but it's not going to happen. Trump will win the nomination unless, because Trump is Trump, you never know what's going to happen on Monday. By the way, I Um, I think there's a greater chance that Trump will be the nominee then Joe Biden will be the nominee on the so other I. side. Well, we're simpatico. So you go to BernardGoldberg.com, honest website, just like BillOReilly.com. We're, we're in simpatico there. Um, and we appreciate it, Bernie. Thank you very much. Uh, I thought this was a very good segment. So thank you very much for coming on. All right. So Joe Biden didn't do anything today. Uh, you know, the usual. He's a ceremonial president. He's like Prince Charles, as I said yesterday. He doesn't do any policy stuff. He just goes out and reads what they put in front of him. He is going to do the 60 Minutes interview. I will, of course, watch that and have analysis on Monday, um, but I'm not expecting much there. Okay, so Black Lives Matter. We told you yesterday we would uh, expose all of the corporations that we can find that have given Black Lives Matter millions and millions of dollars. And why are we doing this? Well, put the poster up there. So this is out of Black Lives Matter Chicago. I stand with Palestine. There's a hang glider who uh, went into uh, Israel and uh, those terrorists on the hang gliders killed 260 civilians at a concert. And Black Lives Matter is celebrating them in a poster. So they took the poster down. Of course they had to. And now the Black Lives Matter Global Foundation, this is the one that bought up all the houses with the money. They say, oh, we're not affiliated with the Chicago BLM. Yeah, you are. They're using the Black Lives Matter tag. If you're not affiliate, sue them. Tell them they can't use the tag. Come on, you bunch of anyway. All right, let's get on to the corporations. I'll list them one by one. And our research is pretty good. Axe, Berkshire Hathaway, Coca-Cola, Degree, Gatorade, Bossa Studios, Warner Brothers Discovery. That's CNN. Warner Brothers Discovery is CNN, Devolver Digital, Digital Extremes, Little Orbit. Again, Black Lives Matter got $100 million at least in donations. We continue. Mojang, Pokemon Company, Bad Robot, Cisco, Microsoft, Intel, Amazon, Anastasia Beverly Hills, BioEssence, Casper. Finally, Sony Music Group, DoorDash, Fashion Nova, Capital Music Group, Warner Music Group, Big Hit Entertainment, 
George Soros, Spanx, Tom's, Airbnb, Nabisco, Universal Music Group. Now, I'm putting those on the screen so you know what these corporations are doing. Because I have interest in some of these, and I'm just fed up with it. Now, they did it, these corporations, to be woke. That's why they didn't check out Black Lives Matter. From day one, you know I told you it was a grifter group. Not looking out for anybody. Which has been proven true. All of the money that went in went to buy homes for the people in the group. Mm. (coughs) Oh, you can see how agitated I get. Corporations didn't check it out. No, no, we want to be woke. Oh, no, we want to be on a side. We want to be virtue signalers after George Floyd. Oh, yeah. All right, so Disney and Anheuser-Busch pretty much destroyed themselves, right, with this woke business. Because they, Disney went up against DeSantis, DeSantis crushed Disney. And Anheuser-Busch did the trans thing, and the consumers crushed Anheuser-Busch. The others, nobody knows that. That list I just gave you, nobody's ever done that in the media. Okay. GOP chaos. I can't, I just can't, you know? So now Steve Scalise is the nominee for Speaker of the House, and you got the usual suspects. Oh, we don't like him. We don't want him. He did this. He did that. They're hurting their own party. These dissenters, yeah, they have the right to do it. They have the right to do it. But they're hurting their own party. Republican Party looks weak, disorganized. Democrats are laughing at them. That's the truth. It'll work itself out, but come on. Would I vote for Matt Gates? Never. Or Nancy Mace? Never. They're in it for themselves, in my opinion. Money. So this is from the American Academy of Sleep Medicine. 70% of adults losing sleep over job security, 75% losing sleep over the recession or whatever you want to call it. It's basically you don't have enough money to live. Okay, you got to spend more money on essentials. People don't have the money. They're worried they can't go to sleep. And it's a problem. So Bernie didn't mention it in his the border and, and all those things, but I think if Biden never gets to the presidential run, he's running against a grocery store and a gas station. I, I, ha- I can't tell you, and I will, I will tell you next week, I dumped, I dumped State Farm Insurance because it was outrageous what they were doing to me by their raising their premiums for no reason, nothing, you couldn't justify it, and I find a replacement. Now, I don't know, I was with them for decades. They can spend all that money on their commercials, get the State Farm guy running around with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, 
And then the individual wants to insure his car and his house. He's got to pay triple sometimes. And he hasn't done anything to warrant that, he or she. Come on. That's Biden. That's on Biden. Supply side this. And they give you a bunch of gobbledygook when you, when you talk to them. But anyway, I'll get into that next week. Smart life. So look. If you have assets, you've got to protect your assets. Stock market is really, really risky right now. I told you six months ago I'm not buying any new stocks. I have held what I have, okay? But I'm not buying any new. So we came up with three. And this is where you need a pen and a paper. If you are BillOReilly.com premium or concierge members, you get a free transcript. That's all you have to do is order it, and it'll come to you. But if you're not, if you listen to me on our 300 radio stations or on television, you're not a member, then you got to write stuff down because you're not going to remember. So the safest investments we can find are a uh, ETF on U.S. Treasury bonds. The ticker symbol is G as in Gov, O, V as in Victor, T as in Ted. Okay, G-O-V-T. You get 5% on your money. Okay, and you get your money back. Now, you have to research it yourself. I'm not telling you to buy this stuff. This is a smart life segment. I'm telling you what's available. I am not telling you to buy it. You have to research it yourself. SPDR Bloomberg one to three month T-bill. Again, safe, right solid. 5.4%. It's a pretty good number. Okay, short term. All right, ETF. Uh, B-I-L is a symbol. B-I-L, almost like me. Finally, E-T-F-I-E-I. All right? So this is U.S. Treasury. It's a basket, what they call, 4.8% to maturity. Those are the safest things that we can find. And you can go to your local bank. I don't know what their CDs are paying. I mean, you got to shop around. Make sure it's FDIC insured and make sure you don't put more than a quarter of a million in because that's what FDIC uh, covers in case something bad happens to the bank. There you go. Now, I'm in business to help you. I gave you three safe investments. And then when things start to turn around here politically in this country, we don't have the second worst president of the United States ever in office. I think the stock market will change. RFK Jr. raised $11 million right after he announced he's running for president on a third-party ticket. All right, good for him. Uh, Disney, our favorite corporation, it's raises pricing in, uh, raising prices in Anaheim and Orlando. So in Disneyland, Anaheim, it's $194 bucks to enter the park apiece. Whoa. All right. And Disney World has increased its yearly passes 10 percent, says it's going to keep the uh, cheapest ticket at one hundred four hundred and four dollars. So you bring five kids down there. You see what the money is. But look, I know the kids want to go. I took my kids there. This day in history, October 12, 1901, Teddy Roosevelt just took over from William McKinley, who was assassinated. All right. So uh, T.R. was the VP. He's elevated. First thing he did was rename the executive mansion to the White House. 
All right, it was 122 years ago today. So the White House, uh, the cornerstone was laid 1792. George Washington overseed it. Took eight years to build the White House. First president to occupy, John Adams, his wife Abigail. During War of 1812, the British burned the White House down, but didn't destroy it all. Okay? There are 132 rooms right now in the White House. 35 bathrooms. <laughs> 28 fireplaces. That's a lot of wood. 147 windows. So, anyway, Teddy Roosevelt renamed it the White House 122 years ago today. Back with mail and a final thought in a moment. All right, let's go to the mail. George Amabile, a Clark, New Jersey. I'm a little confused about the war in Israel. I'm 92 years old. America went to war in Korea, Vietnam, Iraq, and Afghanistan. Why don't we put troops in Israel? Because Israel doesn't need our troops. They can defend itself. It would be a huge mistake to put American troops there. Martha Johnston, uh, Kodawit, Massachusetts. You said in last night's notice been news that Israel has been hard on the Palestinians. Would you please explain further? Now, I've got 10 letters, exactly the same wording as Martha's. Though I know this is flapping around the Internet. All you need to do is go to Israel Human Rights on Google. Israel Human Rights. Bing. You'll see. UN reports, various reports from all over. Best way to do it. Mark, I don't think President Biden is moving slow for Israel. Iran has always been a problem, but I don't think any president has really handled Iran well. All right. I think Trump did a pretty good job containing Iran. But, you know, opinions are opinions. Randy Buzini, Meriden, Idaho. I am thinking that if Israel was to give into Palestine and make it a state, excuse me, Hamas would run Palestine like the Taliban run Afghanistan. Exactly. There's no country. The terrorists run it. There's no democracy, elected government. You do what Hamas says or they shoot you. Dan, some Harvard students and groups who signed the Blame Israel letter are now backtracking. Yeah, of course they are. Because they're getting heat. These aren't courageous people. Jerry, concierge member, Jerry gets direct access to me. You're right, Bill, about Biden being a ceremonial president and his staff making all the decisions. But his staff are all Obama holdovers. So you can see Obama's running the government. I don't think he can make that stretch. Yes, there are a lot of Obama people there. But are they calling up Barack every day saying, what should we do? I don't think so. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. But there's no evidence at all that is happening. Eleanor, I think what California Newsom is doing is all part of the master plan of the Democratic Party. Another step in tearing down a family unit. Absolutely. Democrats don't have any respect for MAGA families. They want the state to run the kids. No doubt about it. Alice, we live in Canada, totally affected by what happens in the USA. The inflation brought upon us when Joe Biden took office. We're living in a house that the rich would consider an extra room. I feel your pain. Inflation in America is inflation in Canada. It's how close together we're tied. Joe Moss, Cooper City, Florida. Should I read Killing England right after I finish Killing the Witches? Absolutely. That's the best progression. So Witches starts is with the Mayflower, all right, and then it goes a whole bunch of different places, and you pick it right up with Killing England, a Revolutionary War. So Killing the Witches 
debuts at number two uh, on Sunday. New York Times list is torques me off because we were beaten by a hey Trump book, which has fallen 77 percent in one week because all the hate Trumpers went out and bought the book first few days of release. MSNBC pushed it. So we're number two. Now, I know I'm immature. I should be deliriously happy that Killing the Witches is number two. I've had 18 number one bestsellers. I am happy. I don't want to be a greedy guy. And I want to thank you all for supporting the book. Greatest Halloween read with apologies to Edgar Allan Poe. You'll learn an amazing amount, and it is it just flies by. Okay, if you go to BillOReilly.com uh, and you become a premium concierge member, you get the book free, Killing Witches or any of my other books. If you buy a gift, concierge or membership gift, you get the book free. So um, this is a different promotion. I'll tell you about it in a moment, but you can keep the slide up there. But if you come, if you buy a premium member gift to give for Christmas or Halloween or anything, you get the book free. You got to give gifts coming up. So what we got there is uh, a nifty 3B, a Polish shirt of your choice, which is last year forever, uh, Killing the Witches, and a three-month Bill O'Reilly gift card uh, they can give away. $59.95. There you go. And when writing to us, do not be a Weisenheimer. That is a Jackie Gleason word. If you don't know Jackie Gleason, look him up. Brilliant comic. Weisenheimer. German, W-I-S-E-N-H-E-I-M-E-R. Don't be a Weisenheimer. Back with a final thought on the L.A. Dodgers in a moment. All right, here's the final thought of the day. The Los Angeles Dodgers got its butt kicked by the Arizona Diamondbacks, 3-0. They're out, the Dodgers. I predicted this because the Dodgers honored the Catholic hate group, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. I'm sure you remember this. Here's what I said. Go. Now, I said there might be some karma, if you believe in God, on the Dodgers since they announced they reinstated the Sisters to the Honor platform. The Dodgers have gone 6-6. Six and six. Yankees uh, beat them a couple of times. So I'm a, I'm a believer in karma. All right? And this is a bad deal for the Dodgers. Now, people believe what they want to believe, and I want to believe that karma hit the Dodgers. <laughs> so I'm going to believe it. I do believe in karma. Dodgers did a terrible thing. And now they're out. And Arizona is in. Good for you, D-backs. Okay? There you go. Karma. Okay. We very much appreciate you watching and listening to the No Spinola. I'll have a new column on Sunday, BillOReilly.com, Killing the Witches. Let's go, okay? Let's show these tra- hate Trump people that we buy good books, okay? I got an interesting message on this tomorrow on Friday. So I hope you incorporate BillOReilly.com into your weekend, and we will see you again on Monday.